I know it's been a while, but you're back in heaven. Sit back, relax. Here's episode 27. Let's go. Back again, folks, with another episode of Something Gate. Second episode of the new year that's been recorded, but the first one that's going to play. <laughs> uh, I'm Jared Sampson. I'm Steve Barta. And uh, this is Something Gate. Uh, thanks again again for uh, sticking with us through 2015. This is uh, 2016. Going to be some fun things going on this year. But uh, we got some stuff to talk about today. I just want to jump right into it, man. Let's go. Uh, new Year's. Yes. How was it for you, man? Uh, you have good one, bad one, indifferent, kind of middle. What's up? Well, it was good. Um, more good than bad. Well, more good than bad is better than bad. Yeah, absolutely. Might be another topic for another show. I'm <clears throat> clear. There you but, go. I uh, like it. We'll see. I like it. Yeah, I, I had a good New Year's too. It was chill. You know, small little get together. Yeah. Just uh, I'm, I'm loving the giant pillows. Yeah, they're like, pretty nice. Those were great. Pretty and nice. Uh, the movie marathon New Year's Day was was pretty sweet. Yep. The uh, the the Movies were fun to watch, and uh, it was really kind of chill and low-key. It was, it, was, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. You need those. All right. So uh, we both hope that everybody listening had a good New Year's and that this uh, New Year's is going to bring some good things for you. We're going to talk a little bit more about New Year's later in the uh, Adulting 101 section. want to give a shout-out, UTJH style, to the Internet for uh, helping us out on that topic because uh, we got some responses, which was amazing. And uh, we'll get into more of that later. Uh, one of the things that came out today, Steve, is that Daredevil 2 trailer dropped today. Yes, indeed. Season 2 of Daredevil is going to hit Netflix on March 18th of That's 2016. That's going to be awesome. So, give or take two months from today. I, uh, I'm i pretty stoked about that. That's going to be another binge watch that I think I might just have to uh, yeah, that's... save it for, like, you know, like put off watching it a night or two until I can <laughs> devote an entire exactly. day to it. I don't want to get into it and then have to go to work at 4 in the morning the yeah. next day like I did last time. That's that's all. That's that's no good. <laughs> now, I didn't get to watch a trailer. Did, did you watch a trailer? I did. Um, the trailer wasn't much of a trailer. Let me, let me pop in here real quick. Let me interject old school style, oh, 2015 wait, style, Jared. Surprise. Um, I saw the poster for, or the, the screen cap or whatever, you know, for the trailer, but I didn't see the trailer. I got to say, I love that screen cap, the way they have it framed inside of the Punisher skull and everything. Yeah. I thought uh, that was pretty clever. That's pretty sweet. The The trailer that launched uh, today isn't much of a trailer. It's more of a recap. Remember how Spider-Man 2 started with the Alex Ross paintings kind of recapping? Yeah, yeah, okay. Very much like that. It's okay. In a, it's in a church and the music's playing and it's sweeping around and there's some of the more iconic quotes from uh, the different characters uh, kind of reminding you and bringing you back to where you were at the end of the series, at, or I'm sorry, at the end of the season, and as the camera panned back, the windows in the cathedral were, like, shot out, you know, obviously um, indicating that the Punisher is going to be a big part of this series, as we are led to believe from... Um, all the other hype that's been going on about And given it, the so. actor that's playing it, you exactly. know, I mean with the with the kind of swing that he's got right yeah, now. Yeah, and I'm wondering um I'm wondering how much of a role Electra's gonna have to play because they haven't mentioned or seen anything about her. Yeah, yet, she said so. they said she's in it and that's all they've said. Yeah. 
So but, she's she's referenced in that flashback um, that goes into Matt and Foggy's past about them getting together in college. But right. uh, that was the only little shout to that. So really excited about it. I thought the first season was absolutely beautifully executed. Um, definitely one of my favorite TV shows, certainly in the comic book realm. And uh, I cannot wait. I'm I'm really looking forward to the episode we get to have when we get closer and we're getting more trailers and you know kind of like the way we did a little bit with Star Wars as it got closer you got more trailers more information the ability to uh, infer more things from yeah. it yeah I'm I'm not super like I I don't need a trailer for this I, I I'm already I'm already in. yeah I mean they pretty much sold me with episode I mean with with uh, season one and considering how quickly they've come back with season two I, exactly. I mean you don't need to give me yeah. anything extra. I mean, I'll take it. I'll be happy to watch it, but uh, I'm going to watch it anyway. You don't. You do not have to spend a dime on. Uh, yeah, like all you need to do is put it in my queue when it comes up, and I'm in. So that's awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, then I'm going to leave you with a topic for a moment. Steve, would you like a whiskey? Uh, that's a question. Excellent. And then, uh, kind of, I saw that you posted today on the Something Gate webpage on Facebook, which is uh, www.facebook.com/somethinggate. Um, Tales from the Crypt yeah. is coming back, man. It is. Can you go into that for a few minutes while I uh, get us something to drink and maybe give <coughs> our uh, drinking game explanation up? Yeah, absolutely. So play along with the something great drinking something game. Something great? Yeah, well, it is something great, I think. <laughs> I, certainly, Good point. I certainly enjoy things as we, as we steam on towards our season one finale. <coughs> Um, if you are safe and of legal age and in a legal place to do so, feel free to drink along with Jared and I as we go through this episode. Anytime you hear a reference to the TV show Archer, such as freezing, take a drink. Anytime Jared says he's going to edit something, take a drink. And anytime I say, oh God, take a drink. So <laughs> you can play as much or as light as you want, so feel free to have fun with us, but... I saw this article pop up on my news feed that TNT is going to be uh, trying to diversify their show lineup with a two-hour horror block starting in the fall. And the lead-off to that is going to be a revival of the Tales from the Crypt TV show. Man, I am stoked about that. I remember this because I never had cable as a kid, so I only saw them when they were replayed on Fox at like 10.30 on a Saturday night and they were all edited for TV, but it was one of my first exposures to um, not so much horror, but they had a lot of sci-fi elements and stuff to them, and seeing that weekly uh, was something that I always enjoyed, and then as I got older and started to uh, you know comprehend what they were doing with it as a TV show, and seeing some of the people who, like Katie Seagal guest starred on a show, and yeah. uh, Charlie and Martin Sheen were in an episode, and Arnold Schwarzenegger directed one of the episodes, yeah. like, there's just all sorts of, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was a witch doctor in one yeah, of them. Yeah, like, like the, the cameo appearances and cameo huge, help and stuff, I thought it was like a... huge thing. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, I'm a big, big fan, I've said before, of the movies uh, Bordello of Blood and, of course, Demon Knight, one of my favorite Oh, we're going to talk about the movies in a few minutes because that's going to lead me into the next topic. Oh, but, all but, right, all right. No, that, that's, I, I do want to talk about the movies, but I want to I save that for just a couple minutes. Yeah, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm a little concerned with it being on TNT. I would have preferred HBO or Showtime because I don't want a watered-down version. Um, 
I, I think though, like now to like I know with it being on TNT that that it's it's cable, which is good. Like, and now, but like if they're if they're carving themselves off as a horror block of TNT as as cable, and they're trying to they're what they're, it seems like they're trying to do is get some of the market share from A and E, where A and E is able to do these. Yeah, I'm not A and E. I'm sorry, but like AMC that yeah. have really been able to make these like cutting edge like. And now that I think about it, you know, between Walking Dead and American Horror Story and some of these other stuff that are on basic cable, that stuff's worse than, than yeah. the stuff that was on HBO oh, back in the day. Yeah. So now that not I think Skinamax, of, but HBO yeah. at least. Now that I think about that, it, it might not be you know, so bad. And, 20 years later, I think it would be comparable. Yeah, and, uh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's executive producing this, so uh, despite what a lot of people say, um, I've been a fan of the vast majority of his movies. The Um, only one I didn't like of them was, uh, uh, what's the one with the kid? Uh, I see dead people. Uh, That's The Sixth Sense. Yeah, the only one I didn't like was The Sixth Sense because I called it, off like from go because one, one, once spoiler alert I think I'm over spoiler <laughs> at this point but once he got shot and was killed like as right. soon as he got shot I'm like he's dead yeah. and then the kid like started seeing it and I was like oh I, I think that if I wouldn't have if I wouldn't have put it together I would have liked it because like, I really liked the village and even yeah. I kind of called the village about halfway through but I like seeing the way that he unfolds his story yeah. Unbreakable I loved that right so like going through in the I. Don't quote me on this, but I'm fairly certain that like, Sixth Sense brought him to the dance. And, uh, yeah. Little known Steve fact, I have never seen The Sixth Sense from start to finish. Did I spoiler alert you? I, I've known about the plot. Okay. That's why I've never felt compelled to see it because. And knowing it really, everybody, like. Everybody, you know, tells you what happens. So it's like, why am I going to devote the Yeah. And, and honestly, that movie, knowing how it plays out, is, is really pointless. I, I believe it. Um, I, which is also another one, like uh, Devil. Mm-hmm. This one that he made, I happened to accidentally catch the end of it. Right, like the last ten minutes of it, it was on TV, and I'm like, yeah, you um, can't go back. And, and like, it, it's it's absolutely pointless to watch yeah. that. I'm not going to say because it it's newer, so I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. it. I thought, but based on the way it ended and the way it was set up, I think it's a very good. It would be, I would, it probably would have probably been it's, my favorite it's good. of the set. It's, it's good. Um, I definitely like Unbreakable. Of course, it's right in our comic book wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very good. Uh, from Unbreakable, we went to Village. Uh, the Village, which is probably my favorite of of the the series. Um, I love. I was. Signs I was, was my favorite. Signs is excellent as well. Um, yeah, it was Signs and then The Village because he brought was it? Joaqu- yeah he brought Joaquin Phoenix in for oh, Signs that's right. and then he wrote but did, The Village but, based off. Of but his didn't he? But didn't he shove like Lady in the Water in between that? No, Lady in the Water was came at, after because okay. Bryce Dallas Howard was in oh, The Village and then she was the star of Lady in the Water. So um, I called the thing I thought about The Village is it was kind of the he kind of did the double head fake. Of course, spoiler alert. You know, it, you think that it's an old school town, and it's not. It's really just set in the in the woods. But the way he did, you know, there could be monsters in it. Yeah. Because you don't know that the one son is at, played by what's his name from Predators. Um, the the dude. It's going to drive me nuts. Where's Jeremy when you need him? Congratulations. I got you. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll Emily pull it up and on. Jeremy for yeah, the congratulations. Birth of son Owen. The tank. That's 2015 news. Uh, yeah, duh. I know. I'm just joking. I'm, no, I'm messing so, around. So, so Jeremy we wish you and your ever-growing family all the best. 
But uh, back to my uh, point, I thought that there really gonna were gonna be creatures in the woods that you know they just didn't know about, and I thought that was gonna be uh, pretty badass. Adrian Brody, yeah, that's him. Gotcha. And so I really like that lady in the water. It I thought was an excellent. Me. I thought it was an excellent concept. You know, oh, yeah. a bedtime story kind of sure. going on in your own backyard of this whole like world that you don't really see. I thought. Um, kind of like we talked about with Mega Man and my opinion of Ender's Game, the movie was the wrong format to present that. I think that could have made an excellent 13-episode show. Yeah. But yeah. it did not lend itself well to the movie format. So I enjoy the concept of it a lot, uh, but I didn't care for the execution. The same with The Happening. You know, uh, nature getting pissed off and fighting back. Okay, I can get that. That could be scary. Way to go for the R rating. But... You have a car chase scene where the car is being chased by a cloud. Um, so nice uh, ode to child's play, but not going to happen. And then we come back uh, to the visit. Uh, he also squeezed in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in there. We're just going to move on. Yeah. But uh, then uh, the visit just came out recently, which reminded everybody that he knows his shit. Oh, i got to check that out. I don't know anything about it, so don't tell me anything about it. I'm going to have to check that out, though. All you need to know is you got to see it. All right, so talking about, you know, M. Night Shyamalan sequels and the thing I wanted to ask you regarding Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight, which of the Tales from the Crypt movies and or sequels, because they're kind of tied together, they're not quite sequels, Yeah. which of them were your favorite? Oh, I love, I love Demon Knight. Yep. Um... You know, was it Dennis Miller was the yep. star of Bordello Blood? Bordello Blood, yeah. He yep. pisses me off. See, I hate Dennis Miller, too. I enjoyed him in that movie because I hated him so much, so I liked watching him, like, be yeah. in that situation. I thought like, it was fun. The best part of that was when they were killing all the vampires to ballroom bullets. Like, I thought that yeah, was hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but, uh, like, Demon Knight, I just, if it's on or I catch it, it's... I'm, Do you I'm know a movie reminds me of Demon Knight that I really liked was, um... God, what was the name of... Shit, I gotta look it up. But it's the guy that plays the Vision is a is an angel, protecting. Uh, it's like this woman has a baby in a diner, and all of these uh, demons are trying to come uh, together. I believe it's called Legion. Yeah, Legion. That movie was badass, and I it reminded it me good. of Demon Knight. Yeah, it was very much in that same vein. like that that whole you know you're in one place, you're not getting out. There's yep. there there's an inevitability yeah. there. I thought that was just really kind of cool. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Legion. It was it was pretty good. I'm not saying it's like the greatest movie ever. No, or anything, no, but I but likening it to a Tales from yeah, the Crypt yeah. style movie, I thought it was very much. And there was another Tales from the Crypt movie that they they pumped out, but there was no Crypt Keeper opening or anything like that, um, and it wasn't very good. But uh, yeah, Demon Knight is up there. If yeah. you haven't seen it, guys, I, I highly recommend. Checking out because it's a lot of fun. Billy Zane's awesome in it. Yeah, and Billy Zane got the Phantom role because of that movie. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> then he got Titanic and got made that Titanic money. The Phantom, and poor Titanic lost your top seat to Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, aka Rodney's most unfavorite Star Wars. Which yeah. is not true. It's just his. It's, he's just wrong in his ranking. Yeah, it's okay. Well, you uh, be wrong every Speaking about Star Wars, uh, as you guys can tell, we're not really going to talk about it because we talked about it for three and a half hours with delicious pizza and wine. With delicious pizza and wine at Cuvée Cellars, 
in Elmhurst. Shout out to Kuva Sellers and uh, Nicholas Pearl, the Godfather, for hosting it for us. Um, we had Nick has Nick has been so on point with his comics too. Oh like, man, dude! I look forward to that every day. If so you're not whatever. following Dork County on Facebook, check it out. It's awesome, Nick. You are talented, and I hate you for it. Not as much as I hate Boyce Avenue in a jealous sense, but as much as I I, I hate you. Um, but we talked about it with um that just happened and Nick from You're Gonna Get a Disease, and then uh, Ryan Madigan, one of the uh, common guests on um that just happened. Showed up as well, and we talked about Star Wars: The Force Awakens for three and a half hours. Steve and I recorded on the way over there, and then we recorded the show with the intent of recording on the way home from the show to kind of put like a. My voice was done by. I, the I, I literally, I don't think we said more than like six words to each other on no, the way back. It was kind of like turn here, and yeah, that was a great episode. And so that'll those, be one of the few times we've had a real awkward silence. Yeah, us, yeah, we're just like. Eh. I got nothing left to say. <laughs> so we'll be uh, that'll be on the Disease Network coming out here probably this week sometime or early next week. That's a lot of stuff to edit. Clinky clinky. And uh, so check that out when it comes out. We're not going to spend a lot of time or any epi- or any uh, show time on the Force Awakens. However, sequels, Tales from the Crypt, sequels, M Night Shyamalan movies. Sequels, a sequel unseating the top grossing movie of all time in the United States. Yep. Leads me to the white not white nerdy, I lied. Just one of our one of our topics, the kind of yeah. one I kinda of want to touch on today. So Steve put a link up on the Something Gate page uh from movieweb.com that was routed through another site. You know how the internet is. I'm stealing content for this thing to look at these lists and blah blah blah. So I'm gonna steal it and use it for the show. Uh, MovieWeb.com listed the top 11, or 11 sequels you forgot were coming in 2016. This was written by Brian Gallagher on December 31st, 2015, so should, I want to give we, him... Should we give that a phrasing? I'm going to give that a phrasing. Yeah, phrasing, phrasing, yeah. Play along, kids. Well, not kids, but you know what I mean. And I like how they didn't say that. <laughs> Don of Justice, isn't it? Because they talked about it earlier. But anyway, so, uh... They went through this list, and one of the cool things that I, I noticed looking at this is that I've seen a lot of the originals or a lot of the uh, series of these. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, I want to kind of quick hit this so we can get on to the next topics. Absolutely. But uh, Eat Man 3, coming out January 22nd. Have you seen an Eat Man 1 or 2? Nope. Okay. Anybody that has Netflix, I rec- I cannot speak that well to Eat Man 2. I kind of watched part of it and then kind of had to give it up. Eat Man 1 is amazing. Watch that movie. It's dubbed, uh, but it's awesome. And Eat Man 3 is going to feature Mike Tyson. So I will not go to the theater or anything to see this, but when it hits Netflix, I guarantee I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, Eat Man's based on the guy that taught Bruce Lee how to fight and everything. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty slick. I'm familiar with it, and it gets recommended in my queue a lot. I've just, I've never sat down and right. just watched so it. So you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. If you like the first one, maybe watch the sequel. Or, yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. You in, out, indifferent, what do you think? Um, I'm indifferent at this point because it was completely off my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I would need a trailer for to be interested. Um, I think so too. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't like Crouching Tiger, Hidden I, Dragon. I thought, like, I could appreciate it for the, for the uh, cinematography of it and the choreography of the fight scenes and everything, but, like, it, I, 
this usually happens to me when everybody makes such a big deal out of something. Mm-hmm. I just kind of naturally shy away from it. Everyone's like, oh my God, Crouching Tiger, Hidden right. Dragon. It's, it's artful, it's kung fu it's oh my God, it's all the things on all the land. And I was like, yeah, I'll catch it at some point. Yeah. And good, you know, don't get me wrong, definitely, um, if you have not seen it, it is definitely worth a watch. Um, you'd need one hell of a trailer for, for me to well, the, get the, on board. The thing that... That the only saving grace, in my opinion, that kind of does this for me, is that it's it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So I, I, it's not quite in Marvel we trust with Netflix right now, but Netflix has been on point. Yeah. And the other thing is, I don't have to leave my living room <laughs> or bed to go watch this movie and give it a shot. And if I don't like it thirty minutes into it, can I can turn it off. So I'm probably going to yeah. give it a shot, but I'm not going to be dropping it in my queue right off the bat. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, number three, London Has Fallen, which I, is a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. I will see this. I like Gerard Butler. Absolutely. Uh, I just, I, you know, maybe it's because I didn't see Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, I, I would recommend that to you. Okay. Based on your... your My style. Based on your style of, of John okay. Wick action. Okay. Uh, it's got Gerard Butler in it. It's got uh, Aaron Eckhart plays the president. So, right, right, right. You know, two guys that I, I don't mind seeing on the screen All right. do, uh, do a really good job most of the time. Um, I saw the trailer for this when I went to see Jurassic World, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, hey, that's the dude and the dude from that one movie that I liked. And I got it confused with um, White House Down, which was the comedy version of it. I liked White House Down. White House Down with Channing Tatum and Jamie Jamie Foxx. That was awesome. Which was hilarious, but it's the same principle. It's just one took itself seriously and one didn't. I was like, oh. Sequel to White House Down, and the girl I was with was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> derp, Olympus yeah. has fallen." So, are you gonna go see it in the movie theater? Or are you gonna wait I, for a video? I will there? absolutely see this in the. Well, maybe, maybe that'll be a uh, maybe that needs to be like one of the uh, Mad Max wrote the Mad Max thing we did with Jeremy. I think we could kidnap could Jeremy, maybe. All right, number four. Fuck off. Rings. Nope. Uh, didn't like the the previous ones, or what's a, what's up? I. I saw The Ring with uh, two of my good friends that I worked with at the time when I worked in the lighting store, and my one buddy, Brian, um, an excellent, excellent artist and an overall you know, genre, uh, horror genre fan, right. just made such a big deal. You gotta see this, you gotta see this, you gotta see this, you gotta see The Ring. It's all it's so great. Mm-hmm. I was bored out of my fucking mind sure. the entire it's, time. It's also really hard when people go, oh, you gotta see this, you gotta see this, you gotta see this, and then like... Yeah. It's always hard to live up to that, especially if it's a person you trust's opinion. Exactly. And, like, you know, I just, again, it was one of those things where everybody was like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing of all time. Oh, my God, got to go see The Ring. And I was like, yeah, don't care. Yeah. Um, I liked The Ring. If you if every, if people listen to this and haven't listened to episode 25, Tailgate, where we reprise uh, Halloween night with uh, Beta Kappa, I would recommend listening to that because I tell a pretty funny story at least in my opinion, about my idiocy <laughs> with The Ring. Um, I liked The Ring. I didn't see The Ring too. I'm kind of meh on this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'm going to push. I'm going to push this. Just like, you know, whatever. Okay, Barbershop, The Next Cut. Seen any of your prequels? I have not. Come I have. On, based, on, based on this girl's pants and this guy's White Sox jersey, I'm in. <laughs> I, man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Those are some pants, man. Yeah. It's it's good. I like Ice Cube. That's Nicki Minaj and that's Cedric the Entertainer. I mean, um, I'm in, dude. Like, I'm not like in for the movie theater in, but yeah, I'm in like, when it comes I'll watch out. That when it hits the. I love sure. I love black comedy. I'm not 
uh, not to be rude or anything, but black comedy is funny. Like, for instance, I just saw the uh, preview earlier last night for the first time of um, uh, Fifty Shades of Black. Yeah. And I love Marlon Wayans because I like how they split off from Scary Movie 1 and 2 and 3 yeah, after they not made that they can do their own two. thing again. And they're, they're, they did awesome. I love A Haunted House and A Haunted House too. I thought that show was hilarious. So anything Marlon Wayans is in with the Wayans Wayans brothers I'm in. I also really liked The Barbershop. I thought it was I thought it was I, fun. Yeah, so I would I, I would watch, I would sit down and watch it. That would yep. be that'd be a fun movie. Neighbors 2: Sorority Rising. This is number 6. Did you see Neighbors? Uh yes, we watched Neighbors together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> surprise surprise, I forgot. Um I'm very 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 in for this movie. Yeah, I thought uh I thought that was a, one of the better comedies to come along in a, in a couple of years. So, I would give this a chance. Rose Byrne, underrated or overrated hot chick? Uh who? The wife. Um, I've never heard of her, so I'm going to say underrated. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. All right, number seven, The Purge 3. No. I'm very, very in. I I saw The Purge in theaters. I thought it was fine conceptual, a little bit Mm. heavy-handed. I did not see Anarchy. Um, Anarchy was actually better. Was it good? It was actually better. I was, like, I really... Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would have to be like super in the mood to watch something like that. I, I very rarely get in the mood for like a new horror. The only time I'll do that is when I'm, like I found um, the the remake slash prequel uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the the thing. Sure. Uh, like I saw that four ninety nine at Meyer on Blu Ray. So yeah, okay, now I'm in. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I'll catch something every once in a while on on the internet about, you know, like it follows or Sure. Um what was the other Is it one? follows a sequel to it? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to didn't mean to wrap all that. I was but, like because um, I've heard of it follows and I'm like, is that related to that? No, 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 no. <laughs> but just uh, you know, same same genre. And then, right. um the Lazarus effect, you know, I found in the, in the Yeah. Same, in the same aisle, so you know, I picked those up and I really liked them. Uh, but I have to, I would have to like be really in the mindset, like, we'd have to have another Evil Dead night for me to watch Anarchy. Yeah, I hear you. So, like, like, I would probably not rush to the theaters to see this. No, this, this is, is like something I, I would do after like inventory. I didn't see The Purge in the theaters, I didn't see The Purge Anarchy in the theaters. They were both Netflix watches for me or like HBO on demand type, and that's what would be this, that's what it would be for me on this. But I can see why they would continue to make these movies because one one quick little fact that I read on here is that the Purge, the original Purge, earned eighty nine million dollars worldwide from a three million dollar budget, yeah. and Anarchy made one hundred and nineteen on a nine million dollar budget. So if they stick with, and the, this is going to be really important to me, okay? If they stick with the small budget indie, it's not quite indie because it's better camera sure. work and everything. Mm-hmm. But if they stick with the small budget style movie, to where you you have to get by on this smaller budget, yeah, I like that style. Yeah, it's a it's a fine concept of of what they did to it, and you know I think the I think the power in it is is how easily it would be achievable. You know, kind of like the the as many followers as there have been of. Um, you know, the Terminator, like, you know, stealth and how many other movies yeah, have done the right. whole robots go berserk thing, but they do it so overrated and flashy, even Terminator's own sequels are guilty of this, that you lose the message. And keeping it low budget and just focusing on the the plot can be can be very effective and you know, it looks like people will turn out to the millions to watch Absolutely. people uh, not have rules applied. To Quick them. question. Uh, f- more favorite James Cameron movie, T2 or Avatar? Oh, 
T two or Avatar, I would give it to T two. Okay, all right, just just kind of wondering. Uh, number eight, Untitled Matt Damon Born sequel equals Jared doesn't care. Here's my money. Uh, I'm gonna need the JRMDB on this one before I can proceed. I'm um, gonna guess that Matt Damon's probably saving Ben Affleck will, somewhere. In this will he remember though? Like that was <laughs> that was my thing about the Born trilogy was. Okay, can we like? I think Rodney summed up my feelings on this pretty much. He's like, really, you don't remember again? I, I, I'm kind of over. And then, um, you know, I love me some Hawkeye, but then they brought Jeremy Renner in as another Jason Bourne because oh, there was never just one. And I was like, I think we're just kind of churning out sequels for the sake of sequels. And if this doesn't even have a fucking name yet, and it's going to be released July 29th, good luck beating Independence Day. Not going to happen. Yeah, but it's being released on the greatest day of the year. Um, number nine, Mechanic Resurrection, August 26th. What the fuck is the mechanic? Have you seen the mechanic? Clearly not. Okay. <laughs> if, do you like, uh, Jason Statham movies? Not particularly. Then you probably wouldn't like the mechanic. The mechanic was fucking awesome. Is it basically like Transporter, but he's a mechanic instead of a transporter? No, not at all. He, uh, it's just awesome. So, watch the mechanic. Huh. Interesting. The original mechanic made twenty nine million domestic and sixty two worldwide. Huh. Yeah. From a forty million dollar budget. Yeah, it, it's still profit, but uh, <laughs> it's not that great. This is phase one. Yeah. Like <laughs> phase phase two. Phase three. Uh, number ten. Jack Reacher. Never go back. Uh, indifferent. Did you like Jack Reacher? Never saw it. Um. Even more than the mechanic, and probably of all of the movies that I've said, watch that movie on this list. It can, is very, very. Can, good. can we come up with a new like hero name besides Jack? Like, there's Jack Power, there's Jack Reacher, there's Jack this guy, Jack that guy. Fucking draw a name out of a hat. Why aren't there no Steve action heroes? There's just Steve serial killers. There are not. Steve. This one made $218 million on a $60 million budget, so it fared a little better. Yeah, well, you know how much Aliens made on an $18 million budget? A oh, fucking ton more. So fuck you all. Best sequel of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in for this one. I I, I like the concept. I like Jack yeah, Richard. I thought I mean, he was Tom, very good I mean, Tom Cruise has been knocking him out lately between Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow and all the other shit that he's been doing. I, I kind of ha- have a ruling or, a, or a, a rule for myself is that if Tom Cruise or Leonardo DiCaprio are in it, I'm watching it. Okay. I may not be at the movie theater, but I'm watching it. All right. Number 11, Bad Santa 2. Oh, fuck yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised by Bad Santa. I didn't expect it to like. I didn't expect to like it. I expected it to be more like. Oh, really? I really enjoyed it. This one, I'm not like rushing to the theater to see it or anything, but I'm totally gonna see it when it comes out. Um, the honorable mention they gave on this one, <laughs> which I love and probably my most excited of the entire thing for, is uh, John Wick Two. Yeah. I will. I would pay a hefty fee to see that. I would uh, I would absolutely see John Wick two in the theaters. I am uh, upset that we missed John Wick in the theater. Uh, yeah, for, you know, however, you know, two or three days it was actually in the theater. But man, I want to see. We'll have to do we'll have to do a kill count on uh, John Kill on John Wick one on how many people are shot in the face, and then we'll have to see if they can break that record. Yeah, John Wick has become my favorite. Put it on while you're doing something. Movie. <laughs> like, unless somebody hasn't seen it and I want to watch it, 
because I'm happy to watch it again, right? But if I'm like around the house doing something or like like playing on my computer or whatever, and I need I want something on in the background, John Wick has become my favorite. It has it has overtaken Equilibrium. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Equilibrium. Awesome. I know. Um, who directed Equilibrium? It was the same guy who did Ultraviolet. Oh yeah, I have. I don't was know it, his name. Was it, w, was it Wes Anderson? I really those? don't know. I I couldn't we'll tell find you. out because. Um, man, those are those are some underrated movies. I like, I mean, uh, Ultraviolet's not that great, but it's Miljovic in a belly shirt, so so you can't go wrong with that. You no, know? and she has a funny device on her belt that turns off gravity, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that was great. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I can't love. It. I love it. Nick Nicholas Prohl, hashtag Podfather. Just uh, just responded to our adulting one on one topic that falls right in line with mine, so it, that's awesome. Um, so, Steve, the sequels kind of brings us into something, you know, somebody, you know, having a concept and then maybe trying to improve on it, tell oh, a different Kurt, story. Kurt Wimmer directed Equilibrium. I don't huh. know who he is. Me either. No. Yeah. Anyway, Equilibrium's awesome. Watch that movie. True. Uh, that has Sean Bean in it. It does. He doesn't die. And it has Christian Bale and Tay Diggs. It does have Christian. Tay Diggs does like such a great job in that movie. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty badass. Like, oh, very, very good. Um, so we, we talk about sequels. We talk about, you know, trying to do better, trying to do a different story or whatever. So this kind of brings me to the uh, segment, to the thing I want to talk about on White and Nerdy. Steve, what is White and Nerdy? <laughs> white and Nerdy is where we, two white guys, talk about, Nerdy shit that entertains us, and if nerdy shit, we can just talk about stuff about dealing with comics yeah, and is, movies and things. This that no, makes it pretty cool. And this, this is a really cool, real this podcast. The, this is the part of the show where we usually focus on our on our mutual comic book admiration. So, along those lines, I found another article on Looper.com today. Uh, it's called. It was titled "Characters Marvel Stole from DC and Gave a New Name." <laughs> okay. I kind of want to run through the list and then ask you your opinion on which was better. Okay. It's going to be real quick. <laughs> yep. Um, so there have been a number of properties, titles, whatever you want to call them, characters, concepts over the years that DC and Marvel have stolen back and forth from each other. Sure. And there's quite a number that Marvel has just straight up stole from DC. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain... DC having um, had action comics since before Marvel was conceptualized has a lot of archetypal characters that they introduced and never did a whole lot with that the archetypes were then recycled as Marvel and because Marvel was generally, and I'm talking you know, hair's breadth here, more successful, have become part of the uh, nomenclature of you know pop comics and stuff like that uh i'm gonna go out on a limb here and predict that most of my picks are going to be for marvel because i'm more familiar with the universe but let's see right so i'm gonna i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna give the quick little tagline because the the author on this isn't credited i'd love to give them credit um but it is from looper.com you can find it there um so the first one they have is x-men which was created in september of 1963 versus the doom patrol by dc 
in June of 1963. So this is a comic about a team of misfits who have been shunned by society, coming together and learning to use their powers for good while fighting for acceptance under the leadership of a brainiac in a wheelchair. They're called the Doom Patrol, and they were first published four months before the X-Men even existed. The conspiracy deepens, however, because in March of 1964, the X-Men were fighting the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, while the Doom Patrol was fighting the Brotherhood of Evil. The similarities between the two comics were so strong that Doom Patrol creator Arnold Drake accused Stan Lee of somehow stealing his ideas, though it's never been proven. Maybe great minds think alike, or just have an inside track. So, Doom Patrol or X-Men, Steve? Never heard of the Doom Patrol, don't care. Neither have I, so I'm just going to have to give this one to Marvel, and it's kind of like that whole uh, uh, South Park episode. Simpsons did it! <laughs> but we did it better. Yep. Um... Yeah, so then you go to a standard one of Black Cat versus Catwoman. So Black Cat from Marvel was in 1979. Catwoman was 39 years earlier in 1940. Originally known as simply the Cat, Catwoman appeared in the first issue of Batman in 1940 as a cat-themed burglar with no fancy powers, and today Catwoman is still pretty standard, ultra-agile, anti-hero with romantic interest in Batman. Marvel Wolfman basically ripped off the whole literal cat burglar, Catwoman thing when he created Black Cat in 1979 from the cat-themed anti-hero burglar thing, all the way down to her weird love of superhero, Spider-Man. Over time, Black Cat got weird bad luck powers, and a suit gives her super strength, but she still has her origins as a cheap Catwoman ripoff. What do you think? Uh, I'm definitely going to give it to Felicia Hardy and the Black Cat on this one. More familiar with her lore. Um, she has never been murdered by Halle Berry, and we're just going to say that the best thing about Amazing Spider-Man 2 was her. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Catwoman on this one. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer awoke things in me when I was a young man. (laughs) Uh, And then when uh, my girl in the New Dark Knight, uh, what, uh, Anne Hathaway Hathaway did it. Oh, my God. Anne Hathaway's version of it, I thought was, I've never been a big fan of the uh, wheeling, uh, whip-wielding dominatrix type Catwoman, so might also be why I prefer... uh, Felicia Hardy and her general uh, guile and lack of flash compared to uh, Catwoman. And much bigger fan of Spider-Man than I am of Batman. Yeah, so me too, man. Gonna have to give it to uh, to Felicia on this. Yep, I, I understand. I'm just uh, I'm on the other side of it for once. Like I, I rarely go DC over Marvel, but I'm going to go out on that one. Yep. So let's go with uh, Deadpool, which was in 1991 versus Deathstroke in 1980. Those of you that have watched uh, Arrow and are excited about Suicide Squad coming out, they may not be real in tune with all of the DC universe. Deathstroke is in both Arrow and... Is he going to be in Suicide Squad? Or is that Deadshot? That's Deadshot. Ah, shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, Deadshot. My fault. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm definitely going to give it to Deathstroke on this. Um, Not only from Arrow, but also from the uh, original Teen Titans cartoon, Slade uh, is their representation of Deathstroke. And um, I am not uh, a big fan or even a fan of Deadpool, so I'm going to give it to the source You've been been kind of shitting on the uh, movie coming out anyway, which has gotten Kenny all kinds of buggered, which is fun. But uh, the, the... Little comment says, Rob uh, Leefield is notorious for being able to come up with truly original ideas, but so when the Teen Titans fans showed his original drawings of Deadpool to writer Fabian Nesiza, it was glaringly shamefully obvious that Deadpool was an unoriginal homage to DC Comics Deathstroke. Easy for you to say. 
So we ran with it. The terrible joke expanded the fact that Deadpool was eventually named Wade Wilson after Deathstroke's real name, Slade Wilson. <laughs> Ultimately, Deadpool was such a stupid character that he took his, his uh, took a life of his own and became an ongoing and hugely popular parody of comics themselves. While Deathstroke is still just a boring assassin obsessed with super killing super teens, but he was there first. Um, I'm indifferent. Like Deadpool's fun. Deadpool's yeah, like the, the really the only thing that I like about Deadpool is that he plays with the fourth wall a lot. Yes, that's fun. And fine. that's about the only saving grace. Um, I thought uh, uh, Mal Bennett's portrayal of him on Arrow as both Slade Wilson and then eventually Deathstroke was amazing. And for some hilarity, uh, watch the um, extras of season two of Arrow. And there's this great scene of him, you know, strapping up and, you know, putting the grenade belt on and holstering his gun and putting his sword away. And he slowly dons the mask and the camera pans back. And then he starts doing the hustle, and it's just fucking hysterical. That's awesome. I like it when people have senses of humor about yeah, shit. Like, that's fun. Um, I'm going to skip them. Deadpool. <laughs> you too, oh. Kenny. <laughs> because reasons. I'm going to skip the next one because neither of us know either of these properties, but it's uh, Super Adaptoid versus Amazo, uh, whatever. Yeah, they're both... Uh, uh, they're, they're in the 60s irrelevant to me. Um, next one is Vision 1968 versus Red Tornado 63. Made no vision from Avengers Age of Ultron, but he first appeared in 68 as an evil creation of Ultron designed to destroy the Avengers. And just like in Age of Ultron, Vision ultimately turns against his creator, becomes a hero as he serves for humanity. However, in 1963, a very similar set of circumstances were written for the Justice, Justice Society of America, where a supervillain designed a robot called Red Tornado to infiltrate and defeat the team. Team-destroying androids are pretty common, and the two have different powers, but their costumes have just a few too many similarities to be purely coincidental. Those huge wide belts and enormous collars are way too gauche to be just accidents. Red Tornado looks like a Vision <laughs> ripoff, but Vision came later. So yeah, um, I, I, I uh, like Red Tornado is a pretty big part of uh, Young Justice, which I'm a big fan of for the two seasons that it existed. Oh, okay. Um, I like them. Again, I'm pretty indifferent to this. I, I thought um, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's interpretation of the Vision was excellent. Um, he played him very well. Very well. I think there's been a lot of different versions of the Vision between the different Marvel properties yes. as far as the Avengers yes, cartoons. Yes. So I'm only familiar with one Red Tornado and several Visions. So I could flip a coin. Right, a push. <laughs> and I think that they're voiced by the same voice actors, so don't quote me on that. Yeah. It's probably uh, about Vision, I, I'm a Vision fan. I've liked Vision from the uh, Avengers comics and the uh, Marvel superheroes role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Back when I was a kid, when I first started into playing like tabletop role-playing games and things like that. So I'm going to go Vision on that one. All right. Next one's Bullseye versus Deadshot. 1976 versus 1950. Will Smith will be playing Deadshot in the upcoming Suicide Squad film, but it'll look nothing like his 1950s origins where he first appeared wearing a top hat while attempting to replace Batman as a hero of Gotham. Later, in the world of Marvel, another street-level hero, Daredevil, would face a similar foe in Bullseye. Both Deadshot and Bullseye are master marksmen who never miss their targets. Experts at hand-to-hand combat have metal body enhancements and come from abusive families. They're basically a couple of sad sacks with really good aim. That aim is good enough to keep both of them working in comics and on screen. But Deadshot was first by a long shot. What you like? Um, I'm going to go Deadshot on this, uh, purely because I didn't particularly like Colin Farrell's interpretation of him in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Yeah. Um, 
up until the season three of Arrow, where they turned Floyd Lawton into the assassin with a heart of gold. I really liked Deadshot in the Arrow series until they butchered him to put out a ham-fisted attempt at PTSD. Uh, so along with the many, many complaints I have about Arrow Season 3, that is one of them. How Will Smith will pull it off? I don't know. Will Smith's charm is all in his facial features and his emoting. How he's going to do that behind a mask and a targeting reticle? We'll see uh, how big of a role he plays in Suicide Squad, but not a big fan of Bullseye. Um, No interpretation of him that I have seen has been particularly good, so I'm going to give it to Deadshot. Okay, now I'm going to go with uh, Deadshot as well on this one. I really don't give a shit about Bullseye. And I actually kind of like Colin Farrell's personal portrayal of it. I hated the costuming. But, like, I wish I would have, I wish they would have given a Bullseye, I'm not saying put him in the mask, but, like, like having the, the scar on his head is kind of stupid. Yeah, I just, yeah. So, uh, second to last is Boomerang versus Captain Boomerang. Do you really have anything to don't say about this? Don't give a fuck. Okay, moving on, me either. And this is the one, the last one, the one that I kind of want to talk about, is Thanos in 1973 versus Darkseed in 1970. Darkseed is, they call it Cider, I say it's Darkseed, right? Darkseid, Darkseed. Uh, it's probably it? meant to be a fancy version of Darkseid, like when they spelled Genesis wrong for Terminator yeah, Genesis, so, because I so, don't understand yeah. why people think they need to be actually <clears throat> Adam, Rodney, David Merkel, help me out here, correct me, whatever, but I'm going to call him Darkseed for the rest of this. I'm fine with that. So Darkseed is Jack Kirby's giant-jawed alien overlord of Apocalypse, hell-bent on seeking out the anti-life equation and eradicating the universe of all free will. Thanos, on the other hand, is the giant-jawed overlord of Titan, fixated on making death his girlfriend and subjugating the galaxy. Both are super strong telekinetic teleporters who seem to be ageless and can travel through time, and both are pretty much the most powerful bad guy in their respective universes. False. You can't really blame Jim Starlin for trying to come up with his own version of Darkseed for Marvel Comics, because Darkseed is one heck of an awesome villain. It doesn't get much cooler than soul-seeking eye lasers. Um, I want to start off on this one. I love Thanos. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darkseed doesn't really matter to me at all. I I haven't read, like, of the DC Comics properties that I read and, and interact with, I've, I've never really interacted with I've him. never heard of him, so I'm going to have to go ahead and give it to Thanos. Like, even... Even most of your casual Marvel fans, uh, the, before the before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Most of your Marvel fans have heard of Thanos. Like he is and a, not your Marvel like comic nerds, just your casual right. that dabble like, read things. He's, he's a big fucking. Dude. I bet you could show this picture of Darkseid to more people, and they would think, think it's, Thanos it's Thanos versus more. And you could show people pictures of Thanos, and no, I think you'd have less people think it's Darkseid, right? Right. Um, yeah, so based on execution alone, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Thanos on that. And uh, I don't know if I've ever thanked you, uh, by the way. The comics that you loaned me included the uh, the Thanos Imperative. Yeah. Uh, very well. I thought it was a very good comic. I didn't know what was going on because I'm not familiar with that corner of the Marvel Universe. And neither was I. I thought it was really good. I thought it was well-written. as a six-comic book run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it worked out very well. I then... Um, Shortly, not shortly after that, but I think last year I picked up um, Thanos, a go- uh, a god killer or something like that, or mm. killing of a god. I can't remember, but like, and I was like, oh, cool! It's like another Thanos run, another like six or six or eight comic Thanos run. It was about his son. That's like a giant, like Rodney's favorite kind of person, you know, whiny <laughs> bitch. So it's like, 
It was. I got about a comic and a half into it. I'm, I did, I'm sorry. We're going to drink to that. Yeah. just because that's hilarious. Yeah. I. Uh, it, I didn't like it so much that I didn't even sleeve it. I didn't even board and back it. Ooh. Bag and boarded. I mean, I was oh, like, wow. no way. Um, Thanos has been one of my favorite villains of all time. If you listen to one of our previous episodes, we talked about our favorite villains. Um, my, he, he's the biggest bad of the big bads. I, mean. uh, I don't see like, and I think when I talked about it before, um, yes, he's the biggest bad of the big bads. He's not the most powerful thing in the galaxy or in the universe because. That's probably got to go to Galactus. I would give that to Galactus, but then again, Galactus also, like I said earlier in one of the other shows, is a force of nature. He doesn't do things he's because conscious he's evil. Of, he's not conscious he, of what he's doing. He's just he exists. He's a bear. He's a bear that's hungry, and your planet is a deer. Yeah. Sorry, I like deer and salmon. Yeah. Sorry, you know, uh, Thanos wants to destroy and rule things, and. I like that even more because Thanos isn't trying to destroy the galaxy. He wants to rule it. Darkseed wants to eliminate life. And I right. don't think that's not a that's not even a balance thing. It's that's, like you can't even tell like, oh, that's a little too James Bondy villain for me. Like, I'm gonna wipe everything out. Like one of the things that I enjoyed about the Thanos imperative was his relationship with death. Yes. He's immortal. And he's like, just fucking let me just kill I want to die. And I will take the whole universe with me if I have to. Yeah. Like, you don't get more maniacal than that. This, you know, Dark Seed is like, I don't like life. Very, very, you know, 1970 villain. Like, how do we top, you know, the guys who want to rule the world and stuff? Oh, let's try and kill the universe. Right. By finding an equation. Eh, sure. Go for it. Go do math with your red eyes. Yeah. And, you know, but I think... um, the level of character development on Thanos is going to set him aside from from Darkseid. Right. Uh, on a side note, uh, referencing the up-and-coming episode 28 where we take our ride to talk about Star Wars and then have the nerd rage argument with Summer and Kenny, <laughs> look at this picture of Darkseid. Uh-huh. Okay. When we were having that original conversation with Summer and Kenny about Batman versus Superman, Doom, uh, Batman versus Superman... I thought when we were talking about Doomsday for the first half of it, uh-huh. I thought that's who we were talking about. I, it did because that's what he looked like to me. Yeah. So I never pulled like when we were talking about Doomsday the whole time. Like yeah, rough, up, roughly humanoid, glowing eyes, right. permanent scowl, big beefy. I mean, how cookie cutter can you get with that trailer that they produced? Why would I think that was Doomsday? So like, yeah. like they said. I mean, and they were very clear in the recording. So um, when you listen to it, if you listen to it, please listen to it. Um, I was talking for the first half of that conversation that I, I was thinking it was Darkseid. I'm like, why would you even bring him in? What's the point? So, uh, promo for the next episode, I guess. Indeed. Uh, episode 20, Gate. I love it. 20 Gate's perfect. That's going to be the name of the episode. I love it. Um, that brings me to a little topic is, uh, you know, when you're, Having a good time, having a party, want to have a discussion with your friends. Make sure you understand what you're talking about. Be an adult <laughs> about what you're talking yeah, about. Know your shit. Steve, I think it's time. Is it time? I think it is time. For Adulting 101. Steve, what is Adulting 101? Adulting 101 is a segment of the show where we, with our hard-fought experience and knowledge of the adult world, tell grown-ass people how to act like grown-ass people. <laughs>
All right. This edition of Adulting 101 is, as I alluded to earlier, foreshadowing, if you will, is related directly to New Year's. So today on the Something Gate Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash Something Gate, posted the following post. Recording tonight, we want your input for Adulting 101 topic. Quote, things that New Year's resolutioners do that annoy you and how to fix these broken people. Um, we had a pretty quick and responsive um, response, I guess, from the from our listeners and from our friends. And uh, I want to give a shout out first off to uh, to uh, Adam Flores for being the first one to comment. Not minutes after I posted it and uh, reshare, by the way, which we yeah. appreciate. Thanks for the uh, hit hit there on uh, UTJH. Appreciate it. Thanks, Uchi community, for looking at it because we've reached 177 people. So that's pretty freaking awesome considering we have 71 people that are <laughs> that like our page. So thanks, uh, UTGH. I also want to give a shout-out to and Bob Tarkowski. Yeah. Bob Todd Tarkowski. Dr. Dr. TK. And uh, Claire, Mama Claire, for posting, and uh, Nick Prohl. So I want to jump right into it. Uh, I want to get our, our points out, and then I would love to hit on these guys' topics because it's uh, pretty awesome. Should we go with them first and then us? What do you think? Um, let's let's open with their comments and then we'll close with ours. Okay, so let's go with Adam Flores, uh, right. co-host, sidekick of um that just happened, and your gay lover, and my uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. He you do what you got to do. He's my giant size one shot edition cover of our two and hour, two hour ten minute long love fest. Yeah, how long did you have to like sterilize the table after you two were done? Oh, we didn't sterilize no. it. No, why yeah, touch it. That's why your arms are ah. sticky. So Adam Flores says, so what these New Year's resolutioners do and how that annoy them and how to fix these people, right? So Adam says uh, he doesn't like when New Year's resolutioners or New Year's people announce their resolution over and over. Drives me nuts. I I am going to have to give a big thumbs up to that. Um, And I want to apologize. I've been guilty of this in the past. Uh, You know, I used to put... As have I. I used to put a lot of my thoughts up on social media, and then I got to give some credit to uh, the comedy Easy A with uh, my girlfriend slash wife Emma Stone. Oh, you guys are official? No, unfortunately not. Probably oh, you keep it on the download then. Yeah, or in my head. But you know, there's whatever a, works. There's a there's a great quote by the Sandman in there about uh, I don't know what your generation's uh, obsession is with documenting your every thought. But they're not all winners. Yep, and that's that's a I great that's a great quote. And um, I gotta say, uh, the last couple of years, I've really just um, come to the conclusion that it's a it's a wonderful system that I don't want to talk about it and nobody wants to hear about it. So uh, I I am good with um, making commitments to myself and not broadcasting them. Um, the the circle that I keep is is pretty small and you know those people that know me best know what I'm trying to accomplish and they'll support me in it the rest of the world can honestly go fuck yourself <clears throat> right um I used to do that a little bit back in the day like hey man doing this you know like doing this doing that whatever like hey I'm gonna do this thing or that and like I kind of really tried to cut that way back because it's really not relevant to anybody's life nobody cares exactly and also I think what I tried to do was use it as a way of holding myself accountable for the things I wanted to do because I go well I put it in writing so I have to do it but at the same time 
there's no accountability. So once yeah. I realize that there's no accountability by putting anything on, on the Facebook, exactly for things it's, like that, like you, know, you can say some dumb shit on Facebook and you have to be held accountable, sure. right? We talked or, about that on a previous episode. Yeah, or you could just unfollow, which I've had to do to some people because I wonder honestly if your soapbox gets wet in the rain and how it functions after that. But, yep. Um, Adam's response was to how do you stop this? It's simple. Stop. Kind of like you said, right? Yeah. You come to a point, I think, as you grow up and you go, nobody cares. Yeah, and I can I can tell you exactly. And when not it negatively either. Yeah, I can tell you exactly when it happened. It was, um, you know, after she who shall not be named in 2012 and rolling into 2013 because you know I was super excited to go on the rock boat. Right. And I was like rock boat this and rock boat that, and one person told me to shut the fuck up, and another person was you know I started putting. Uh, you know, uh, an exercise in positive energy where I wrote down, you know, five things every day that I was thankful for. Right. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And one person in particular was like, I love the new Steve. And I was like, well, there's nothing new about this Steve. The same stupid shit just, the same stupid shit happens to him. He just doesn't tell you about it anymore. So right. at that point I was like, you know, maybe it's time to give social media a, a send off. And Honestly, I would have taken a page from the Brzezikis and deleted my account, but I need to keep up with um, the things that I follow as far as, you know, Sigma Delta and the clubs that I'm in and some photography things that I follow. But you can go through my history and see that there's a definite point where it was, and this this time hop and memory thing reminds me of it, where everything was like going, 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 and not so much. Right. And... I'm okay with that. Sure. Anybody wants to know what's going on in my life can give me a phone call, honestly. It's I'm I'm gonna not second that. Don't call me, text me, please. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I hate the phone. Um yeah, I, I second that, dude. That that's awesome. Uh we're gonna move on to Anne, the Bob Todd, and the Dr. Bob Todd Karkowski. Yeah. Um, and she says people that completely abandon their resolution after a month. What's <laughs> yeah. the point? <laughs> I, I agree. It's it's the same thing, you know. The whole point of New Year, New Me is, you know, there's been some great memes about it. I'm going to be the same sarcastic asshole that I was last year. Guess mm-hmm. what? The Earth being in the same place it was around the sun 364 and a quarter days ago makes no difference to how you live your life. Right. Be the change you want to see in the world or shut the fuck up. It's kind of like, you know, if you're saying, you know, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start my diet on January 1st, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm, I've been guilty of this in the past. You know, like I've, I, I have, I gained a bunch of weight over the years of like heaviest of my life was over my oh, wedding. Yeah. I've you dropped know, a bunch of, I've, I've dropped 80 pounds. It's like, you know, but I've, like, you know what, the thing that I realized in relation to these kind of resolutions, whether it's, I'm going to be healthier, I'm going to do this or that on new year's, the, the, the things you do that fail when you're waiting for Monday or waiting for new year's or waiting for whatever are those. The ones that stick, the, the the life changes you make that happen immediately when you decide to do something right. immediately, there, that's what sticks. You know, it's it's a part – I'm sorry if we don't talk about religion on this podcast, but let me go deep for a second. Who said we don't talk about religion on this podcast? Yeah, I don't know. It's one of our running themes, I thought. No, it's not. Yeah. We talk about religion. Do we? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go through the archives. But it's – time is immutable anyway. You know, is the, the 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 energy and the the what makes you you 
has nothing to do with your physical presence within the universe. It's all it's all in your mental state and it's the age of your soul and it's how you interpret what's going on with you. A day on the calendar is irrelevant. When you're fucking tired of shit, you're done. And that is when you will make the change. Yep. It's not because, oh, everybody's doing it. And, you know, because the the rotation of the Earth, which changes anyway because the axis wobbles and the stars aren't where they used to be anyway, is so pointless that I get so tired of it. And all the self-reflective, oh, 2015 was such a challenge, but I'm good. Guess what? 2016 is going to challenge you too. Fucking get over it and do it or uh, shut up. Heads up, just in case you're young or old and haven't figured it out yet, life is hard. And it will remain hard and it's it no doesn't harder get easier. for you. It's no harder for you than it was for your father and your grandfather and your mother. And Those motherfuckers lied too, because they did not walk uphill to school yeah, both ways in the snow. They're when dirty. You th- when you think about it, why would you walk uphill to school and then walk uphill home? It's, that just seems like they're dumb. Yeah, I mean the school was obviously not part of, you know, a hill or anything where you had to climb up it. And whoever put broken glass on the highway is a fucking litterer and should be ticketed. Fact. But, you know, my thing of it is, is just, if you want to be self-aware enough to fucking put a, I'm going to change, you know, that was my one thing, is when um, some shit happened to me in December, and I was upset with myself, I put two words up, and it's aim higher. That's a, and fair enough. that, you know, just, just be a better you. You don't have to make a resolution to eat better, lose weight, do this, do that. Just be a better person. Don't be a fucking douche. And Anne kind of goes on and says, so how do you fix these people? And she, I like how she like does this so professional because she took my quote and then like responded to the quote. And she goes, how to fix these broken people, Colin? You can't because it will do it again next year. But I do apply the in one ear, out the other method of listening and caring. So she she makes a good point. When like when you're an adult, like when you finally grow up, at some point you go, okay, uh, these people annoy the shit out of me, and I'm just gonna let it go in one ear out the other because you're never gonna change because you haven't done anything to change. So who cares? It's I'm with that to an extent, except um, if there's something relevant in it that that I can that I can make that I can help them with. I'll, I'll say so, but it's, it's sure, it's, sure. But it's up to you to to make that change. Like a lot of people's thing is, I'm going to lose weight this year, or I'm going to eat right and stuff. I fought with my weight my entire life. Sure, I was in the best shape of my life when I was 19 and on my way to officer candidate school. And guess what? I was still never chiseled out of stone. So when people are saying I'm going to I'm going to do this and that and eat well, but you know what? You stop going to McDonald's. And that's something that I'm guilty of too. Is when I'm at work and I'll eat my feelings. And I talked about this with Mama Claire. But you know when I see, especially in my role as advisor now with Sigma Delta, when I see people struggling with you know class load and, and work and balancing this and balancing that and wanting to have time to do this and that, then then I feel I have a relevant sure responsibility to step in and say, hey. This might not work for you, but this is what I did. Take sure. It, take it for what it's worth. Uh, the in one year, out the other. 
I guess it depends on what level of friendship you're on. You know, if you're if you're fifth tier, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the head nod and, and the pat on the back and, and tell you to buck up. But you know, for for top tier or top three, even top three tiers, that's that's yeah, no, I, yeah, and I, I think this is more of a just rel- you know, a, a general opening up of you know non. Sure, close people. My my thing of it is is changes from within, not without. So stop without stop with the social media garbage. Yep. So I'm gonna send Steve for some more whiskey, and I'm gonna go into the next one, which is from Claire from the Vag Dialogues. Ask Mama Claire at gmail.com. Samson. Make people that make completely unrealistic goals and then get preachy about it. So People that make completely unrealistic goals. I'm going to do this this year, yet I have no physical, financial, um, structural ways of providing the support to do my resolution. She's not shitting on the idea of the resolution. It's just unrealistic. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to be the best me this year, and I'm going to make this job and get this money or, or do whatever, and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this or that. And then, and then wants to get preach about it. Like, I did this or that today. Nobody likes people, or nobody appreciates people that, because I still might like you even though you annoy me. Because a lot of my friends annoy me and I still love them to death and like them a lot. But it can get very annoying and unadult to sit there and go, I'm going to make this unrealistic resolution and then I'm going to... Be preachy or bitchy. For instance, like let's take let's let's just take a random topic. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be a vegetarian this year, right? Okay, somebody that's eaten meat forever or whatever. I'm gonna be vegetarian this year. Cool, whatever. Your life choice. Have a good time about it, right? Mm-hmm. But going from going from nothing cold turkey to vegetarian is is very unrealistic. It's hard Correct. unless you have a dramatic life change or something happened to make you go, God damn, I got to do something. Okay. Whatever that may be. So that aside, and then that person decides to go ahead and get preachy and put up like PETA ads and shit like that. Again, a lot of our stuff talks about social media because, you know, don't do dumb shit on social media. I mean, it's, it's the environment that, that we deal with now is that, Every topic we've discussed today has come from the interweb in one way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Porn. I so, love the internet. It's really, really great. Yeah, I mean... Bore porn. <laughs> so it's, it, it's... I agree with her on this because it's like, it's if you want to make a positive life change that you view as a positive life change, that's great, man. Whatever. And if you want to give updates on your positive life change and things are going good for you, do it. That's fine. Right? Because if you're holding yourself accountable that way and it works for you, great. Don't get down on your friends... Yeah. And shit on them. Exactly. You you do you and I'll do me. Phrasing. Oh, it's delicious. It is. And I know fix the best whiskey. I know you know a lot of fine people who are vegetarians and you know hooray, great. You know, I'm glad that you're that you like it and that you're healthy doing it and that you enjoy it and you want to share your experience with other people, guess what? It's still my choice what I do. So if you can't respect that, then exit stage left. I don't know what else to tell you. It's a matter of not... 
It's just being self-aware, basically. And, you know, if you're going to make a change for yourself and you, and you want to be positive, again, make that change within yourself. Bringing down other people to do it, then your motives are either impure or your execution is. Or you're holding... Like, I really think in regard to specifically social media posting between friends and family, okay? Yeah. I believe that all posts should be positive. Yeah. If you post something, it should be a positive thing. Sure. And if you don't have something positive to post or write, don't post it, right? So a person that's got positive life change out of the decision they made and they're having a good thing and they want to try and affect, with an A, affect people to change, you promote the positive. You don't go... Oh, well, you're, by doing this, you're doing that and making them feel shitty about themselves. I've seen it happen before. I know what she's talking about. I agree with it. It's a shitty way to do, to be an adult. You know? Sure. Great. There's Own a your thing. There's a difference between saying, to, to, just to keep on the theme, nothing against my vegetarian friends, but... I have two. <laughs> there's, there's a difference between saying, I'm a vegetarian. Since I've become a vegetarian, I have more energy, I sleep better, I, I feel better, and... You know, you're an animal killer. Yeah, there's, that's two different. A whole way different way. To I'm going to throw it out there. Honestly, I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm going to call her out by name, Judy. I liked her post about. Did you see that one? Yes. But okay, that is, in my opinion, that is a positive thing. That's that's her, in my opinion. Going look, I've been a vegetarian for seven years. It was like this, like thing she went to that she put in how long she's been a vegetarian, and it said, you know, she's done this, 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 and this by changing um, to a vegetarian lifestyle. I didn't agree with everything that was necessarily on that calculation, and a lot of it was like funny math. But it wasn't a, hey, you could do this for the environment or for whatever if you do this. It was just like, I think it was just kind of her like, you know, giving herself a little little shout out, which is fine. I have nothing wrong with that. I did this. You can too. Yeah. And this is the benefit. If if these things, if you want to do these things... This right. might be an option for you. You know, it's, that wasn't preaching. Exactly. It was like to to put it another way. Let's say I found a camera technique that I like that sure. gives me a certain result for a photograph. Right. Hey, this is how I pulled off this shot. Like a lot of people have asked me about the karaoke shot from the calendar. Oh, that was so good. And you know, hey, this is how I did it. You want to do it a different way? Knock yourself out. This is how I did it. I thought like I, when I saw the calendar when someone brought it over and I looked at it, I was like. That shot is just really fucking good. Like that, it's fun to watch your camera skills over the years get better and better and better. And your because your eye has always been perfect. And like I've always thought your pictures look great, but like I, it, it it's funny when you see something that looks great and then it gets better. Like you know, like wow, this is really freaking good. And then it's like wow, that's really better than that. Holy! Yeah. I didn't realize that this was that better. I, so, so good job, man. I appreciate that, and like it's just—it's so funny because you know the you know we spent the entire day with you and Kenny doing makeup and doing the the, the camera shoot for the for the camping trip uh, homage, right? And the the shot that I did for karaoke, uh, starring President Heather Butler, um, was literally a, a shot from the hip that was three days in the making because we were trying to get it done and I spent about four hours in my brother's basement with a remote flash hanging from his ductwork and myself in between my camera and that flash with my remote trigger trying to figure out the angle to pull off what I had in my head and when I finally got... So you tried to pull off what you had in your head? Yes. Amazing. Phrasing? Sure. 
And, you know, when I finally got it, when I finally got it down, I locked the settings in the camera and I was like, okay. And, you know, the, the blackout effect is literally, there's no lights on in the room and it's RJ holding the flash as high as he can. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. There's nothing in that room, but somewhere off to the side, Heather with the mic, me on the floor, aiming up to her and RJ holding the camera to, to get the effect that we got. And it was just, you know, I felt so ridiculous because I begged my brother to use his basement. And I was like, let me let me set this up and see what I can do. So I have a flash, you know, duct taped and clamped to a, to a duct on his ceiling. Me Using duct tape for its specific purpose. Exactly, with a duct. And me in between <laughs> that flash and my camera sitting on a tripod with a remote holding the remote in one hand and the microphone in the other, trying to at least prove that I can do what right. I'm thinking that I can do. Well, I think it's a badass picture, man. I, I love it to death, and Summer, I know it was a hard road, but I love you to death, and I will work on any project you ever ask yep. me to. Shout out, guys. Good job on that. SDK Artistry, that's Summer singing. Have you decided to name your photography yet? Um, I have pretty much been going by Wheelhouse Imaging. I like it. But, I like it. Uh, I don't know if that's copyrighted or anything. Well, like I think that. it's time to, to, to kind of look that up. If not, copyright Steve Barta. <laughs> um, the last one I want to move on to is the most cliche New Year's resolution and follow-up of them all. Um, it was mine. It was, it was the, the, the genesis of this thought that I, I discussed yesterday with a couple people. And the thing, and Nick Prohl uh, also commented on it, gym people. (laughs) The right after New Year's gym people. I go to a gym and um, what I do is uh, I I go probably two two to three times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Dad bod. Yep. Um, I'm 33 years old. I have two children. I work. Anywhere from 40 to 90 hours a week. Yeah, literally, literally, though, anywhere from 40 to literally 90 hours a week um, and go to grad school. So, you know what? I go to the gym when I can, when it fits my schedule. And that ends up being maybe about two to three times a week if if things are pretty chill. But it's more of a maintenance thing, not so much of a I'm trying to cut weight or anything. So, I just want to make sure that I don't go bananas. And. After the first of the year, the first time I went back was January 4th because I was on vacation the week of uh, week of New Year's. So I went back January 4th, and I walked in, and there were about four times as many people in the gym as were prior. Now, I've experienced this many, many times over the years as going in after the first of the year, and you, there's, you know, you go in the first day, there's four times as many people. You go in the next week, there's only three times as many people. Then you get down to, like, there's a couple people that stick around. Fine, whatever. I don't talk to anybody. I'm not a conversationalist. I like my people. I don't like new people. Not that I don't like them. I just don't care to talk to them, right? Um, When you walk into the gym on the 4th and there's that many people, it's like, man, I can't get a machine, can't do this. Okay, well, that's kind of an annoyance. But you know what? I'm not going to shit on people for trying to do something different, right? They're sitting there yelling like, yeah, woo, I'm doing going to the gym. They're trying to do something different in their life. Proud of you. Keep it up. No problem. Have fun. I'll make some space for you. You know, we got to share a machine or something. Have at it. Not hating on that. Annoying, not hating on it. The thing that drives me insane about these people that come to the gym are the people like Nick says. 
that smell, that the, the smell at the gym annoys him. So, very, very much. I quote, When you go to the gym, you are not meant to go there and be odiferous with your body odor. Odiferous? Yes. I don't know what that word means. It's, you are disgustingly raunchy smelling. Oh, like I just woke up after a night of binge drinking and tried to go to the gym? Yeah, it's, you know, well, I mean, you know, if you have a smell of booze, that's that's one thing, right? Um, But when you go there and somebody has body odor that's three days old or went to the gym the day before and yeah. didn't shower or hasn't been in the gym I ever and has ratty-ass clothes on, which is fine because gym clothes can be ratty-ass clothes. True. But be clean. Please be clean. Because it's not like, oh, I'm just... you got to remember, it's, you're not just on a treadmill wipe running the, around. Wipe the machine off when you're done. That's like one of my things is like when I need to do, you know, bench pressing and there's just sweat stains and it's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's kind, it's kind of gross. Or the leg press, which is what I've had to hit harder. Right. I mean, that you know, that's your core muscles there. But... If you stay, I will tell you the honest God truth. I went to the gym yesterday. Okay, I I had worked for eleven hours, and I went to the gym. I was wearing my. I, I had came. I came home real quick, changed my gym outfit, mm-hmm. went to the gym. I had a bit of a BL going. Sure. I mean, I, I'm an outside operator working things. Yeah, and you probably like, you probably had three layers in a Carhartt on the entire time. Right. And, you know, so I was outside, and by the time by the time I left work, I'd already I had already like have my little Fitbit thing that I got that I love. Sure. From a couple months ago, I already walked sixteen thousand steps. <laughs> okay. So I had a day yesterday, so yeah. I was a little pungent. Sure. I went to the gym and cleaned myself up a bit before I went and worked out. There's showers there. One, if you can smell yourself, everybody can yeah, smell you. Isn't that the worst? Everybody when can you, smell when you. you. Know, when you know you've got it and you're like, yeah. What and up? Yeah, so it's, 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 it's all bad. Steve, do you want six and six? Five and six is Bowling Thursday. What you want? We're ordering oh. our food right now, so uh, pause. Let me do six and six. I guess you'll have to edit this later. Oh, not going to edit it. Sure won't. Uh, I'm going to give you your phone back because I told her what I wanted. And, you know, while we're... Just, Hashtag Mama Claire, love yeah, you. Just if we can scroll for a second. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck designs NBA uniforms now? Oh, they're pretty because cool. Because you suck. No way, they're pretty oh, awesome, dude. Look at that. The Boston Bulls, Celtics one's awesome. That's awful. The, the Bulls and Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics are playing. I like the Boston Celtics uniform. I think they look stupid. So... So, Nick Pearl, I agree with you. The smell of the gym annoys you. Like, generally when you're in the gym, after after everybody's thinned out, not, like, literally thinned out, but, like, the less people go, the etiquette exists again. Because, sure. like, the, the overall January 1st etiquette of the gym does not exist, okay? No. It, it's annoying. So the thing that bothered me. Get out of my pool. Right. That's really all it is. It, um, I went to the gym yesterday on Wednesday. And I walked into the gym, and I heard I heard somebody talking. So so immediately when I walked in, I like popped my head around because I thought somebody was talking to me. Sure. When you're in the gym, you're generally hearing people on treadmills, you know, because I don't have my earbuds in yet or anything. I'm not doing my stuff. And I was like, oh, oh I looked around because because one of the guys I work with goes there. So I like, thought somebody was talking to me. I'm like, oh no, it's I don't see anybody here. So I'm going to put my shoes on, get my put my stuff away, and I hear another voice. And I'm like. 
kind of like, you know, not, not frantically looking around, but I'm, I'm looking for who's, I think somebody's <laughs> talking to me, right? Because they won't stop. Then I see it. Then I see it. it. I finally put two and two together. I'm like, oh, wait, it's January 6th. And there's a guy in the corner on the last treadmill walking, not really in gym gear, more like pajama pants and a T-shirt <laughs> with his earbuds in, talking. Now you might think, well, what's he talking to? What's he talking about? He's on the fucking phone. He's on the phone. Now, this is annoying enough alone, right? So it's like, okay, well, I can hear him. I'm going to put my earbuds in. I'm going to go work out, right? My, my routine is I usually do cardio, then I lift. Okay, that, that's, that's my routine. That's what I do. If I get out of that routine, I don't like it, and it bugs me. Um, absolutely, and pick, you know, one of the two. But um, so I go to get on the treadmill because I like to run versus doing any, uh, uh, what's the word, like ellipticals or anything like that. And uh, the last one available, the last treadmill available, is the one right next to him <laughs> as he's talking on the phone. Long and the short of the story is I proceed to run on the treadmill for 30 minutes next to this guy as he talked on the phone for 25 of my 30 minutes because he decided to stop working out, quote-unquote, as in walking. Those of you that have a treadmill, walking at a 3.1 for... 25 of the 30 minutes I was on the treadmill. You got to at least get your heart rate up. <laughs> I mean, bro, come on, man. And the worst part was it wasn't a standard conversation of, oh, hey, I'm talking to you. We, like, there's this thing I'm trying to resolve. It was literally, he, you, know, you know what, the, like, hi, the, that music that pumps hi, you Hi, how are you? I'm good. How was your day? Yeah, his, his pump-up music or the podcast he listens to or whatever was him talking on the fucking phone. Next to me at the gym. <laughs> I was not amused. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. It's kind of like, um, you know, I don't do this so much uh, anymore as an operations specialist, but when I used to... Uh, when I used to deal with customers in customer service and in sales where they would walk in on the phone and you'd be like, uh, hi, how can I help you? And they would ignore you or give you the finger to your face. Like, yeah. oh. you, you, can, you, can, like you can talk in your car. You don't need to come into my store and talk on the phone. And then, okay, well, they're busy talking on the phone, so you move to the next customer. And then they're upset that they got, quote, unquote, skipped, even though they gave right. you the finger to the face. Or it's just like, yeah, I'm going to have this conversation while I'm just perusing this store, and then I'm going to hang up and, um, you know, complain one that I haven't been serviced yet, even though I dismissed. Somebody. Service me, I'm a customer. Exactly. Or, but when I uh, want you to, not anytime yes, before. But my my it it never failed. Is they would hang up, and then you'd be like, hey, how can I help you? Oh, my phone doesn't work. Oh, the phone that you just had a 15 minute conversation with. Oh my god. It's just like. Get like I want people to give other people more credit, but at the same time, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, don't deserve it's, the other credit. Yeah, I mean, come on, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it except that uh, it's just. So I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, is you know, if you're an adult and you want to be an adult on New Year's, here's the thing, guys. Everybody's connected to everybody else. Six degrees of separation. Or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I thought it was still six. Is it? Yeah, whatever. Sure. Uh, but it's only uh, 3.5 to Christopher Lee. Even better. Um, 
here's you you can't bullshit people anymore. Right. You, yeah. You, you you can't. Hey, how's that New Year's resolution going on February second? Oh well, great. Really? No, it's not. So just fucking do what you gotta do, and do it quietly. Right. The people who love you are always going to love you. The people who give you shit are always going to give you shit. The people who don't care are always going to not care. That's right. Just, I mean, just do what you do. And you do you. Exactly. And I'll do me. So, And if you want to aim higher, aim higher. Keep it yourself, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, that brings us to the final standard portion show. Uh-oh. Steve? Yes. Get your pipe? Of course. Get your hat? Uh. Yes. Do you have your degrees in murderology and murderonomy? Both of them. Steve, would you like our commenters flirt a story of the week? Ooh. Or my flirt a story of the week first? Yes. Which one do you want first? No. You need to be a better detective than that. Fuck you, I'm an awesome detective. It's not my fault that your stories don't appreciate my degrees. Fair enough. The last murder we had was via alligator. Well, it's Florida. Still, what do you expect? Still terrifying, by the way. Yeah. The only, thing that, the only thing that alligators are afraid of are obviously turtles because they let them ride them. It's true. I mean, and raccoons. Turtle cavalry. But, oh my God, can you fucking imagine being murdered by a dinosaur? That's just terrible. The next best thing, or the next worst thing would have to be being murdered by a fucking alligator. Yeah. It's gotta be horrible. I mean, just like, I'm hiding from the cops in this lake. So, Chief, we're gonna go with mine first. Okay. Because it's my show. Of course. In reference to the other person, so it's my show. Sure. Steve, let's say that you're a flirt man. Oh, God. Drink. You're a flirt man and you're gonna be going to the Walmart. Oh, and you need to steer, steal nearly $2,000 of items from the Walmart. <laughs> you're, caught on, you're caught on video. Okay. You're confronted as you leave. Uh-huh. What do you think would be the worst thing to have in your car when, you get, when, when the police are called on you and, and you're detained? And what, what is a flirt, man, is the worst thing to have in your car? At this point. Uh, I'm going to go with cocaine. Ooh. <laughs> you're on the right track. You're a little bit off. Heroin? Ooh, now, let's say you're in the more in the manufacturing business. Hmm. Manufacturing. Manufacturing of illicit substances? Yes. Well, look at you being all detective getting down the right track. Um, I might have to get you a magnifying glass. <laughs> hey, I have laser eyes now. Because <laughs> DC. Indeed. Um, shit, okay, so if I don't have heroin or crack. And you're making a drug in the South. Oh, Jesus. Um, Four letter word. Begins with an M. Ends with an F. MILF? I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm not technically wrong. <laughs> what do you have in your car? What kind of a lab, Steve? Oh, meth. Yes. Oh, H. I thought you said F. No, I said meth. Sure. 
First Coast News reports that a group of Florida cops responded to a shoplifting call at Walmart on Saturday afternoon only to find out that the suspect had a bit more than just theft going on. An employee said the guy tried to steal $1,700 worth of items from the store. If he attempted that all at once, it's no wonder he got caught before leading authorities straight to his mobile meth lab in the parking lot. (laughs) Including, you know, hoses and copper tubing and Bunsen burners. And get this, according to the First Coast News, the stolen items will have to be decontaminated before they can be sold again. So, not need to be decontaminated before they can return to the manufacturer. They're going to sell them shits again. Put in fucking evidence. Yeah, so the four deputies dealing with the suspect arrived at his car and saw a white bucket inside, believing that the man could be hiding additional stolen items in the vehicle. But fumes from the lab wafted out of what cops refer to as one pot as a one pot operation upon opening the vehicle. And the officers went to the hospital for precautionary measures afterward. The hospital treated and released all four deputies according to the St. Augustine records. So this is St. Augustine, oh, Florida. That's hilarious. Oh, the car wasn't even his. It was a friend's. This is like so the friend's gotta get the car decontaminated. Oh, I mean, it's like it's all the friend's bad. Be lucky if he's not labeled as a fucking accessory. But man. his friend is obviously not lucky because his friend lives in Florida. Oh, but the rock boat's in Florida. No, the rock boat leaves from Florida. Well, everything leaves from Florida, but it's still based there. Not Will Smith. He says Bienvenido a Miami. Um, okay. This was uh, I want to give proper credit. This was from Jalopnik.com. It was a. Uh, it was a article I found off of FARC.com last week that I had to send to myself for the next time we recorded. <laughs> because I was like, oh man, we're going to record soon. i got to get this one down. The next flirt story of the week... Oh, hooray, there's more. ...comes from Adam Flores. Hooray! Co-host and sidekick of UTGH. <laughs> what did Ryan call him? <laughs> what? <laughs> the two Army 2 podcast, one asshole and Adam... <laughs> <laughs> so the not asshole of UTJH. Oh, we still love you, Rodney. So, Steve, let's say your wife and you are at home. She's mad at you about something. What? I'm adorable. Why is she mad? She, you live in Florida because no. she's so always mad. So it's hot and there's a gator in the backyard. Yes, exactly. Steve, what did you do, and what did she do because you did it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this could be a bad rabbit hole. What did I? I'm not going to go down it for long. I'll give you a way better. I just want to see what your first response is going to be, and I'll get you there quicker. Phrasing. <laughs> okay. Um, was I unfaithful? Nope. Okay. Has something to do with something you physically did? Something I physically well, that could be in the house, not related to another person. Um. Did I? Forget the use to use the facilities in the proper manner. Nope. So let's. Well, yes, actually, yes, you did. Okay. I will say yes, you did. So I will. I'll go into the details now. What was your repercussion for that? Uh, what did she do to you? Did I get stabbed? You did. <laughs> yes, you did, Steve. You, that's why. You, that's why you're a detective. <laughs> I don't know what I did. This but is the end the, result was that I got stabbed. The the link that Adam sent me was actually broken when I got it open today, so I went back to the Huffington Post one that I picked from a week ago for this article. Oh, wow. Uh, the headline is, Police, Florida Woman Attacks Farting Husband. <laughs> Marriage isn't always a guess. 55-year-old woman in Port St. Lucie, Florida. We have a lot of Port St. Lucie stuff here. Do you notice that? I don't think I ever want to go there. I don't know where it is. I don't know what happened there. I don't ever want to go there. 
Um, was She was arrested for earlier this month for domestic battery after allegedly attacking her husband for farting in bed, according to WPTV.com. The flatulence flap occurred around 3.20 a.m. on December 11th at the, the home of Dawn. flap. Get it? <laughs> it happened at the home of Dawn Michael Merkel. Michael? Merkel? Michael. According to police records, Michael's husband told the police that she started elbowing him when he passed gas. Dawn began kicking him and eventually kicked him out of their bed. According to an affidavit obtained from tcpalm.com, the husband waited a few moments to clear the air, so to speak, Huffington Post is so clever, <laughs> before getting back into bed again. After another butt trumpet, the man's... This is on Huffington Post, okay? Seriously. After another butt trumpet, the man said his wife started elbowing him and kicking him again, according to the website. After a scuffle, Don Michael told police she ran to the bathroom to call 911. She discharged a canister of pepper spray in the bedroom, according to the Miami Herald. Michael was charged with misdemeanor battery and taken to St. Lucie Courthouse County Jail. Oh, okay, so she didn't stab him because he farted. She stabbed him because he fucking hit her. In in my, okay. No, 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 no. Stab him in the face. The one that that Adam sent me was this same article new that says she stabbed him, too. Okay. So this before, one... Before or after she called 911. I'm c- no, confused no, 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 about no. the timeline. No. She sprayed him with pepper spray. Okay. Where and did the stabbing occur? She then stabbed him. Oh. You glossed over that. No. That's what no, I'm saying. This is my older article. Oh. So it was probably like a little stabbing. And like like he's probably trying to leave her. And he's like, she stabbed me. <laughs> so I, the pepper spray is enough. Sure. Pepper spray is not the proper response to a Dutch oven. Well, she kicked him out of bed for it twice. I mean, so he could have just... First, lay off the buffalo gator. I know gator is delicious, and if anybody has never tried it, find gator, and it's awesome. But, just fucking... uh, The whole point of this episode is you do you and aim higher. Really, don't fucking shit yourself in the bed, I guess. (laughs) And... Kind of wrapping up this episode as a former guest and a person coming into adulthood. She came a little bit late to the party. Hashtag Sigma Delta timing. Summer finally responded to our post about uh, New Year's resolutions and she has to say. So this is Summer Cornfine, another one of our frequent guests on the show along with her husband, Kenneth. Um, New Year, new me statuses. So New Year, new me. I'm going to do this, this, or this. Kind of, kind of along the same lines. And she says, I quote, it's like, bitch, you aren't fooling anyone. It's the same you. <laughs> kind of along the same lines of what you said, right? Yeah. So, Steve, I think this is a great way to end this show. I'm going to agree. I, I feel like I'm smiling. We're ending this one on a high note. <laughs> this is a great episode rolling into 2016. This is going up this week or the first part of next week because I'm going to edit this shit immediately. Clink. Steve, why don't you take us out, buddy? Well, be sure and listen to all the great shows on the Disease Network, including the flagship You're Gonna Get a Disease, starring Luke and Nick for your current events. Um, that just happened, starring Rodney and Adam. For your weekly commute. Something Gate, starring me. And me. Because you have nothing else better to do. And for your drinking games. Absolutely. Oh, I don't want to steal, didn't want to steal their thing, no, but... Fuck that. We'll steal whatever we want. It's the internet. We're Marvel to their DC, which means we're better. That's gonna be what I was gonna go out on. God damn it! Oh. Anyway, tell me these things. No, I know. Well, (laughs) we'll get to that in a few minutes here. But anyway, so uh, something gate for your drinking games. Yep. The Vag Dialogue, starring our very own Mama Claire. For the female's (laughs) perspective. 
the mosh pit starring whoever shows up. Because hashtag <clears throat> why not. Exactly. And Das Drunks for your... Blackout drinking games. And like Marvel to DC, you just been schooled. <laughs> Indeed. Booyah! Haters are going to hate. Ainers are going to ain't. Alligators are going to alligate. Easy is what pimpin' ain't. This has been Something Gate. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>